Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. So today on the Focus on Why podcast, I am joined by Davide Pagnotta from Wise Humanity. Davide, welcome. Hi, Amy. Thank you for having me here. I'm very excited to have you here. I I met you last month and I was blown away by your presentation and I knew that you had to be on one of my early episodes of this new podcast. I'm, very, I'm flattered, really. Thanks. Oh, it, was, it was a really good presentation. Just to give some context to the audience, I was at a professional speakers association meeting. It was my first one. So I didn't know what to expect. And I went along to a fantastic meeting held in Kent, hosted by Mel and Jez. And Davide was one of the speakers. Very, very tight time slot. How long did you have? 10 minutes. 10, 10 minutes. Okay. So you really have to pack, you know, pack in a punch in that 10 minutes. And he told the most wonderful tale. I absolutely loved it. And since then we've been communicating on LinkedIn and I just knew that he had to be part of this. So, so share with us, Debbie Day, what it is you actually do. I share practical wisdom tools with people to remove all the, um, the unnecessary complications that we create ourselves in our lives. And I'm sure that, you know, I'm sure that most people are aware that many times we make our own lives more complicated, but it's actually in, in ways that we, we don't always realize. It's actually more than that, more than just a few times. So there's a lot that we can do to live a more radiant life um, life, if, even if if the things around us don't change, just just because we change inside, and um, and those practical wisdom tools is what I share with people. That sounds beautiful. So, what is it that you can actually do for people in this role? Um, my uh, our approach is uh, is very humble, and um, we don't have I I. I I don't have anything to teach and I, I don't have a cleverer way to, to, to live. And I, I offer alternatives. And um, in many thing, important things in life, like uh, where do I find my happiness? Um, how do I build a healthy relationship? What do I look for in my life partner? What do I look for in my job? We often give, these are very important questions, and we often give standard answers to them. And, um, and the standard answers are okay for probably the majority of people, but not for everyone. And if one of these standard answers doesn't work for you, then maybe there's alternative frameworks, alternative mental models, alternative attitudes that you can use to go through life that are better suited to you. So what we do is just we present and explain and help people try other tools in their lives and see if they work for them better than the current ones and then if they do they become theirs (laughs) and they've enhanced their lives 
So how would people know that they could take their happiness to another level? I mean, they might think, oh, I'm fine. I'm okay. I, I know that, um, you know, there's a few niggly things, but actually I'm all right. What would it mean? Look, if you say you're all right, there's probably already more that you can, you can achieve. You can, a, a higher level of happiness that you can live. Um, you know, we don't necessarily need to wake up always radiant and happy and on a Monday morning at six to go to work. It's not like that. It's okay to feel tired. It's okay to have your moments. But if your general undertone, the general emotional tone that you live in is not positive, happy, motivated, with good energy and, uh, and a nice perspective about life. If it's not like this, then you're probably not doing a good service to your life. You have an opportunity there bigger than the one that you're exploiting already. And um, yeah. And you recognize that because is that something that you experienced yourself? Yes. Um, I, had a, I was enjoying a good career in, a, in corporate. Uh, um, was climbing the ladder, good roles, very good pay, um, social recognition. Uh, but going to work was making me come alive. I was quite far, actually. Brilliant. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it, was, it hadn't always been like that, but it was, it, it's, it was definitely like that the last few years that I worked for corporate. And uh, and um, it was a time where the the you know the the standard uh, career progression wasn't working wasn't working for me anymore. There was a misalignment there, and um, yeah. So I realized I started looking around. I opened my eyes and my ears and to see if there was something that made more sense for me. And what industry were you working in at the time? I was in the energy sector at that time. I was, I'm a physicist originally. And, um, and um, so I, I started working in engineering companies. And uh, the last industry I worked for was engin- yeah, engineering and uh, construction in the energy sector. So you've moved from one type of energy to another. That's very true, yes. <laughs> and the one before was telecommunication. So I've also moved from a way to communicate to another. Yes. That's nice. I, li- I like the synergy. And I, <laughs> I do believe that all of the, the dots can be connected in hindsight to, to take you to where you are now. Absolutely. And even that I was a physicist, even if I work a lot more on wisdom now, and um, there's actually a lot of uh, the uh, concepts that underline ancient wisdom traditions that are being confirmed by modern physics and neuroscience. So even that makes a lot of sense today. Fantastic. And why why is it important for you to share this practical wisdom? Um, I could have an answer. I'll give you two answers. (laughs) Um, Well, for for a number of reasons, I'm actually, uh, I normally live in London, but I'm in Spain at the moment for the lockdown. And uh, in Spanish, uh, there's two ways to ask why. You can ask por qué, but you can, you can also ask para qué. And uh, so 
one one question is what pushes you and one another question is to what end are you doing it so what vision is pulling you now so i could tell you that um one thing i definitely love in what i do is that i see the impact that i make on people and uh, the feedback they receive in terms of helping them taking important steps in their careers, taking important steps in relationships, saving some relationships at times, uh, giving help, helping people find it more meaning in their lives. So this is amazing. This is this. Uh, it tells me that I'm doing the right things. Now, para qué? <laughs> um, I honestly think that everyone has a purpose in this world, even if they don't know it. And I often say, this is just what I was made, what I, what I, was, what I was brought into this world to do. And, and I just have this, that feeling. So it makes sense because it makes me feel, yes, this is what, it, what I was, I grew up to do. So the semantic differences aside of the two different types of why, what is what is more important or what is f- for you the reason why you're doing this? What is You said you've got a purpose and you believe that everyone has a purpose. What would you say is the, the profound sense for you right now? Okay, I have a strong belief. Actually, this, this question in the current pandemic also makes even more sense. Um, I have a profound belief that we are all part of the world in every every possible way. I don't. I personally don't feel different to a gazelle or an elephant. Um, in a way, I don't even feel too different from a cloud or a river. If you if we look around in wherever we are, if we open the window and look out, everything we see, we we immediately understand that it's there in nature in this world for a reason. So if there's a cloud, we know why it's there. We may not be happy it's there at the moment, but <laughs> we know why it's there. And uh, a river or an animal, an insect, uh, a lion, and we, we know why they're there, right? You know that they're serving a, a purpose. And I think that's the same for, uh, for us. It's the same for human beings. I don't think we're different and to the other animals and um the so the the way that we can live together is beyond us as individuals but is about us as as humanity and as the a planet as a universe so the what the, all the tools that i teach and uh, and that i share with people help people connect to each other and uh, help ease our relationships. They make them easier, more profound, more genuine, more productive, and more connected. So in, in a way, be using, you know, the tools that I, I discuss with people actually help everyone connect with everyone else beyond the difference, the political difference, geographical difference that we can have. 
Definitely. It takes it to that sort of real connection with the environment that we live in and, and takes us back to being human, you know, and, and what does human mean in, in this world as a, and what is our role to play here? Absolutely. So with that in mind and, and the work that you're doing, at what point did you realize that or how did you get there? What was the journey of of going from the energy sector to to this type of energy and and, and this work? So, um, like in all the things, when we look backwards, there's a bit of magic. <laughs> um, I think maybe around eight years ago, something like that. Um, one day, this was literally one day, one day I woke up and I realized that I was using, in my everyday life, I was using lots of the tools that I learned at a, at a um, personal development course that I had taken a few years before when I was doing my MBA. And until then, I had always been a happy person, fulfilled, with nice relationships, good friends, good family. But all of a sudden, I realized that actually I was even happier i was even more accomplished and i was my relationships were even more genuine and more profound and more close and um, and i realized that all these tools were actually helping me a lot uh, they had taken me to a different level of life entirely at the same time and Mike, I also realized and that that took a little more than one day, but I realized that, yes, my corporate career was going really well from that many points of view. But I realized there was at that point, there was a disconnect. And um, what I really wanted to do was share these tools, share these, this possibility of living at a higher level of accomplishment and a, and a higher level of life uh, with everyone. And um, and then it was it took a few years. So um, while I was still going through living my corporate life, I started co uh, collaborating more with the professor that actually taught that course that I had taken, Dr. Rao. And then I actually left my corporate career and uh, and started working with him full time for a few years. And and now I've just launched uh, my new project together with my business partner. And um, that is called Wise Humanity, to bring these tools out to the greater world, the greater community. And what will Wise Humanity do for the human race? I'm confident it's not the only one doing what we're trying to do. And, uh, but it will um, help people become stronger and let go of fear, let go of insecurity, and embrace themselves and embrace the community that we are as a species all together. And as you said before, they connected to the planet. Absolutely. And, and, you know, being better humans and taking responsibility for the roles that we're, we're playing here is, is a, a consciousness and a self-awareness that we, we definitely need to, to reflect on, uh, particularly now while we've got this opportunity to. So explain. What, yeah, go what, what you just said about responsibility makes a lot of sense. 
Um, one expression I use a lot is from, we are consumers today. We consume the resources of the world. And, uh, and we can become contributors. So moving from being consumers to being contributors is a step that we can all take. And by the way, we need to, we, in a way, we, we need to save ourselves. Because <laughs> the, current, the current system will not, <laughs> is not sustainable. And, uh, and then lack of sustainability comes from this separation between us and the planet. As long as we consume it, we are, we, we're not integrated with it. I think I think that's a great distinction to make, and and the the, the ability to now um, give and and show awareness it is phenomenal, and it's a fundamental approach that we need to adopt. And I think we have become disconnected from from that. And in a world where we've never been so connected, we are actually quite disconnected. Sure. And at the moment, we are we have been brought together as a whole. And I, I feel that that is, you know, about as clear a message as you can get. So, but with all these things, and, and I'm going to bring it back to the talk that you gave at that meeting where I first met you, because I think that's probably a, a message that would be relevant to our conversation today that could be shared. Would, would you be willing to share that? Yeah. So... I think in the in the context of this of our of our chat, um, there's a lot that we do to control our environment, and also we may not do it with the awareness that we're trying to manipulate others, but there's a lot of control that we we try to exert on other people as well, and control. It also brings a lot of stress because if things don't go the way you want, then you then you get stressed, and uh, and control also actually creates a lot of the problems that that you we experience. Uh, for example, and uh, and this is all, this is how our brain works, but not many people know it that when something unpleasant happens in our lives. We start suffering from it, not the moment the event has happened, but the moment we label it bad. And so in a way, the badness, the suffering, is not in the event itself. It's in our label. Now, this, on one hand, this uh, is bad <laughs> because it doesn't let it, it uh, takes away the excuse. I can't blame anyone else. On the other, it's a good, it's a great thing because I'm I'm resp I'm responsible of it, but that also means that I'm free and I can change it. So, and many times, in fact, we realize that something that happened to us and we immediately labeled it negative then it actually turned into a blessing in disguise. And we end up being in a place where we are stronger, happier, with nicer people around us than we were before. But when that event happened initially, we panicked, we labeled it negative, we started bringing suffering, anxiety, fear about the future upon us. And 
And then a few months later, we can then look back and say, oh, that was completely unnecessary. But then if it's completely unnecessary, why do we rush into labeling things bad? And this is the story, and I'd like to you know, use this, a, an old Sophie tale to, uh, to uh, bring forth this story. So this is the story of a farmer uh, many centuries ago. And uh, the farmer decides he wants to change his life and he borrows money from all the neighbors and buys a stallion that can help him farm. And that night there's a big storm, the stallion's scared and managed to run away. And the next morning all the neighbors go to the farmer and say, oh, you poor you, you wanted to change your life, you bought this stallion, this stallion now is gone, you still owe us money, you're destitute. And, uh, and he shrugs his shoulders and says, well, good thing, bad thing, who knows? Then he goes for a walk in the forest and he bumps into his stallion. And that is there uh, peacefully eating grass together with another 10 wild horses. So he catches the 11 horses, brings them back to the farm, um, builds a stronger stable and so that they don't run away. And now he has 11 horses and all the neighbors go to the farmer and say, oh, lucky you. We thought, you know, we thought you, you were destitute, but look at you now. You're such a rich man. And he shrugs his shoulders and goes, good thing, bad thing, who knows? Um, so the farmer and his son, they, they're working with the, with the horses. And one day the son falls off the horse and breaks his leg and the leg heals crooked. And all the neighbors go to the farmer and say, oh, you had such a nice son and now his legs crooked. He can't help you with work and nobody will want to marry, marry him. Poor you. And the farmer shrugs his shoulders and says, good thing, bad thing, who knows. And the next day, the kingdom, the king of that kingdom declares war to a neighboring kingdom. And all the youths need to go to work, to, to war. And the... Um, and all the neighbors go to the farmer and say, oh, lucky you, your son is still here with you because he couldn't go to war with his crooked leg, but all our sons had to go to the front and who knows if we'll ever see them alive again. And the farmer shrugs his shoulders and says, good thing, bad thing, who knows? And the story goes on forever, but I'll stop here. But the point is, um, events are really neutral. There's no need to label them positive or negative. And um, the moral of the story is also, um, you know, don't, don't stop using expressions like, uh, yeah, there's a big cloud, but look at the silver lining. Because they don't, again, many times, many times they work, but many times you actually feel like you're lying to yourself because you're trying to force yourself to just look at the silver lining and ignore the big black cloud that is up there. Um, so not labeling things, neither good nor bad. And if something happens that is aligned with what you wanted at that moment in time, enjoy it, celebrate it. If something unwanted happens, don't label it in, in any way. Just think of, is there a possible uh, chain of events that will actually take me from here where I am now, a little bit disappointed, to a nicer place? Yes. And if there is one, even just one, if I can only imagine one, but if there is one, can I, what is one action that I can take now that will set me off that journey and then go out and do it?
Yeah, I, I, I love I love the story. And I've retold that so many times since. So, uh, you know, it's one of those stories that is it can be applied to so many different um, times in your life or events in your life. And it just grounds you so well that and to not label something at, at that time and just see how things pan out to just allow them to unravel. But taking responsibility for your actions is it. Is, is a fantastic um, tool to have in your toolbox to say and going back to the unnecessary complications that you say we have and how we can let go of those let go of those layers how has that affected what you do and how you've changed hmm. um, there's a lot less anxiety in my life um I had a number of goals to achieve and like everyone, you know, having a job, find, you know, basic ones, having a job, buying a house, find a partner, uh, look after your parents. The traditional uh, route that we're all led on. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. And that's absolutely fine. Um, what changed a lot is my attachment to them. And... Today, for example, this is probably the, the one, yeah, it's having one of the huge benefits that I received in life. Um, I still have objectives, and the objectives set the direction of where I, where I go. But my happiness does not depend on achieving them. My happiness depends on the person I'm being every day while I'm walking in that direction and while I'm doing all I can to, to walk in that direction. But whether I achieve that goal or not, um, it's okay. It's, it's, if I will, if I, if I achieve it, I'll celebrate it. If I don't, I'll set myself another, another target. But my happiness, my own value, sense of, of worth, is based on the person that I am and the person that I'm being every moment with everyone around me every day. I don't postpone my happiness to that big, pro and I do have big projects in life, but I don't postpone my happiness to that moment. And how do you self-check and, and make sure that you are, you're, you're not attaching your happiness to those big goals and you're enjoying your journey? Oh, that's very easy. Life does that for me. <laughs> every time, every time I feel scared, it means that there's an attachment. Every time I feel sad or I feel I feel I'm not good enough, there's some attachment there to an idea I have of myself or an idea how things should be or an idea about how other people should have reacted or should have what kind of I don't know validation they should have given me. Um, so life has plenty of <laughs> opportunities to remind me that I'm not on track or yes, I am on track. So what if you hadn't done this MBA and, and stumbled across Dr. Rao and been recommended to go on this course? What would you be doing now? I'll answer your question in a second. I want to say something else first. And uh, um, this is something I said during one of my classes. I don't believe in reincarnation, and uh, I believe in nature. I don't believe in a in a in a god the way we, you know, 
religion says. I don't believe in reincarnation, but if there is a reincarnation, the one thing that I would love to find at some point in time in my next life, I'd love to bump into these concepts again. Because they really gave me a strength and tools that I didn't even imagine. So to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what would have happened. Um, actually, this is a good question because I'm thinking of something else as well. I was having a, a happy life. I, um, you know, I had a good social life, good money, nice friends, nice family. Um, and it's fine. It is fine. And uh, this is also the way I approach people. If you're happy, fulfilled with what you have, if you don't feel that there could be something more and you're, and you're not, not there, that's fine. Don't enjoy it, really. Be the best person you, you, you can be and enjoy it. So maybe, I don't know, I would have enjoyed it either way. But this happened and, um, and now I'm happy that I, I found another why. <laughs> and um, you mentioned about reincarnation and how you, you'd like to stumble across these tools in that life as well. Stumble across, I think, or, or just find these or have these and bring them with you. At what point would you recommend that people adopt these, this type of thinking into their lives? Um, as we said earlier, I think we are at the point in time in life where we have to be. So um, everyone that comes, uh, that we get in touch with or that comes and uh, then that every, everyone that finds us, uh, it's the right time in their lives. What I've seen is that um, the, the average age of the people that actually work with us um is going is is becoming lower and lower they're getting younger and younger and uh, we recently had two people that were 29 and they came to our main program and and they flourished they changed visibly <laughs> um and uh in one case they this person had a huge impact in the in a their relationship with their partner and uh and another one it was more professional but their whole mindset changed and and they were so grateful of uh actually they, they were also aware that they had the chance to to have this change so early in their lives and they were very happy about it so uh, with my business partner, we're also working on trying to um, create a, a, a way to uh, bring awareness to these concepts in the schools. We're not there yet, but uh, it's definitely one of the passions of my, of my business partner. I think that's, a teacher. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic thing to do because I think that the younger you are to adopt this type of, of mindset, and it's something that I'm very aware of with my children who are in their late teens, that to adopt this practice as soon as you can and, and have then sort of 
the way that you live around this, centered around this, and certainly have the good thing, bad thing, who knows approach, you know, that's an easy one because you can just think about that story and adopt that straight away and and just not have those that labeling that you have which is a really simple tool so i'm i'm very impressed of what you're doing and and i think wise humanity is a, certainly a great concept and great business name because it's something that people can really remember um to use that wisdom and and have a more radiant life as you say Thanks, Amy. There's one thing that well, now we were saying, when is the right time? Uh, some, an image that came to mind. Um, learning is, in, in a way, is like a, a, a glass full of water. And we normally go through life and this glass is full. And uh, we need to willingly pour some water out so that something else can can come in. So there is a strong conscious or unconscious decision that we take when we say, yes, I want to learn something else. I want to be open to some different way. Mm-hmm. And uh, so and it, it, everyone creates that space in their class at different moments in their lives. Well, that's just so powerful, Davide. I really enjoyed talking with you today. And and I know that people are going to be taking something away from this. And hopefully that they will look to look around in the in the nature around them, think about what those roles are of all the things around them and just connect again. Because, you know, as as you said, all of us have a purpose. All all things in the world have a purpose. And if you don't know that, you know, it's it's not a bad thing. And I think if you could just say, I really thank you for coming on. It's been brilliant. But if you could just give our audience a final message, that that would be fantastic. Well, something about purpose that you just mentioned. Um, purpose is a bit of a key word these days, which is fine. It's an important thing. I actually like to think of purpose like uh, the light from um, from a lighthouse, the being from a lighthouse, and. Uh, even when, even if the sea is rough and dark, you know where to go. Um, there's something that has always stressed me out about purpose, <laughs> and it's when people tell you, "Oh, what's your purpose?" Or, or they tell you, "Oh, you need to find a purpose," or your your purpose is not clear enough. Like it's your fault if it's not clear enough. Um, I think with purpose. The semantic but also practical way to put it is not that you need to find it, but that you need to create the space for for it to manifest. Uh, in a way, I think it's like the um, talking about farmers again, <laughs> and it's like you know the farmers put the uh, they plant the seeds, and then they wait, and there's years when there's a fantastic a harvest and uh, other years where it's less other years there's nothing others there's a lot and then the locusts come and eat everything so my advice about purpose is create the soil and and then the the purpose will manifest itself so live a life that is congruent with your values and sometimes uh, you know we use st- sentences in life like 
um, oh, but I need to pay the bills. Yeah, or I need this job because I need to pay the bills, for example. And, you know, maybe, you know, it's not the job that pays your bills, it's you. And there's thousands of ways where you can actually get the money <laughs> to pay the bills. So live a life that is congruent to your values and without fear and without necessarily following the, the, the route that the standard route or standard career that people show you. And the purpose will manifest itself. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star iTunes review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, and become a member of the inspiring, uplifting, and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.